Hey y'all, this is Jasmine Olivia and welcome back to Being Olivia Season 2. We're going to be diving deeper into the healing process with special guests this season. I'm really excited to share my peeps with you all. Uh, my partner will be on here. So exciting. Um, we'll also be sharing uh, stories of our healing journey, um, updates with mine when, when it comes to counseling. And I want to give you things to process of how you can use some of the tools that we've used uh, through our healing journey. So let's get started. So here we are in season two. Um, I've been processing a lot since the last time I shared with you all and really wanting to give you a better snapshot of my vision for 2020. I cannot believe we are in a new decade. Like, what does that even mean? I know that we've had decades. I'm 31 at this point. So, duh. But uh, being an adult and recognizing that we have a whole new ability to restart, I was like, well, I don't want to restart because I already restarted. <laughs> so uh, what's new with me? Jeez. If you have not been following social media you haven't realized at this point that I am a fertility and birth doula. Like, what? <laughs> um, I went and got trained through the National Black Doulas Association back in the fall uh, and took a pause because I ended up getting a new job and really trying to resituate myself in my workspace um, and evaluating how I want to be this doula, this vision of what does it mean to be a doula in Ames in rural Iowa as a black woman? There's just a lot I had to think about. And I think some people dive in the stuff and they don't think about it. Uh, I'm a big reflector. And so I'm like, okay, what is it that I need to um, start with in myself? Because if I'm out here trying to heal people, uh, re-traumatizing is not an option. As much as it's impossible sometimes to um, not create new harm, I uh, want to be a little bit more conscious about stepping into someone's space during a very important time in their life, very vulnerable, sacred time in their life of how do they make a transition of creating life. So that's my big thing. Uh, reading books <laughs> is a new thing for me too. Um, so I uh, started Lotus Sisters back in the summer. It's a virtual book club. So definitely join, check out our website. Um, and we are a community of women of color, women of diverse backgrounds, really trying to create community virtually through book reading, specifically uh, books that are impacting our identities as women of color. And uh, a piece of that is really dedicating time to read because that was something that I struggled. And I was like, okay, how do I create accountability and recognize a lot of my friends were thinking the same thing and poof, Lotus Sisters was created. So that starts in the summer. So if you're interested, please check out J Olive Wellness uh, to sign up for that. Another thing I was thinking about as I was processing my doula journey was I want to study this. This is important work. Uh, if you aren't aware, the Black maternal mortality rate is significantly high and alarming to me as a woman who is hoping to have children one day. I was deeply concerned about 
what does healthcare look like for us? And as I am, you know, attacking some of my own health needs, I was like, this isn't, this is important work that we need to have more voice to. And so I applied for a PhD. Now, yes, all of what you're thinking and what the hell. Uh, <laughs> but I think it's important that I continue to educate myself and I know what it takes to learn and I need a space um, that gives me that. And so going back to school was something that I had already talked to myself about for the past two years. It's really just kind of finding a program that fit. And so I ended up applying to human development and family studies here at Iowa State University. And so hopefully in these next few weeks, I find out if I got in. Yay. <laughs> Not nervous at all. Um, and then the last thing, uh, part of my work is my new job is around needs for folks with disabilities. And that's always been a passion area of mine, specifically um, when it came to like working with folks on the autism spectrum, folks who are deaf or hard of hearing, folks who are visually impaired, um, all the lists that goes on when it comes to disabilities, whether it's something recent or um, something that progressed or is, you know, been born with. And so I wanted to figure out what does it take to hold communities, specifically offices, departments, accountable, creating more measurements for success and creating assessment, you know, onboarding processes for folks who identify in this community and the importance of it, uh, that we, when we're talking about diversity, that we're including folks with disabilities. And I realize a lot of times we don't include those folks. And I think that also informs my doula work because I definitely want to challenge how we talk about sex, how we think about romance and intimacy, how we think about all the things that someone without a disability can do, folks with disabilities can as well. Um, and how do we create a better support network for that? And so that's my vision for 2020 uh, for the next year, just either researching it or doing it. Um, it's kind of there and I'm just taking it day by day. So keep you updated on that. <laughs> um, so with J. Olive Wellness, um, that is a owner of Being Olivia, which is me. Um, I wanted to create space for empowerment, community, and healing for women of color, uh, specifically Black women. Um, and Visioning what that looks like, again, with Lotus Sisters, that community part, um, the doula service is really thinking about empowering women, um, giving them a voice, giving them the tools and the knowledge to make an informed decision about their bodies. Um, and the healing part is being Olivia, right? How, do, how are we processing the connection and um, disconnection of some of these things happening, whether it's community or culture or identity those types of things. And so I hope to build support groups. I hope to provide one-on-one -on -one sessions with folks um, doing coaching and consulting to kind of get people a little bit more involved. And I know it's very challenging. And what I'm coming to find out is challenging uh, with my identities as a Black woman in a very white rural space is um, making sure folks see the value of us. Because I think sometimes because there's not a lot of us um, or we are seen as um, 
transitioning, not staying, um, particularly in college settings. We don't necessarily stay in our jobs for a long period of time. Um, folks don't see the value of continuing the work even in the absence of. And so those are the things that I'm thinking for myself, right? Um, and I hope that you all enter 2020 with a vision. Um, and it doesn't mean that you have to have a plan, right? Because I wrote it down and I'm looking at it right now. Uh, I don't always have a plan for each of those items and there's like 15 of them. Um, but as my day comes, I'm like, okay, how do I make that one happen? Um, maybe take 10 minutes out and send an email or call someone um, and that's okay. And that's all you got to do. Uh, and I think that sometimes we think action requires sacrifice for everything. And the world is interesting right now. If you aren't aware, definitely try and continue to find your happiness in these moments too. Working is valuable, but investing in yourself, not only financially, but mentally, spiritually, physically all those things are important and so um if you have a vision something that's important to you uh take 10 minutes out of your day to think about how to make that happen and then check something off that's easy to do um and i can say that it i'm growing in that too i am trying to teach myself to be okay with that i spent an hour doing some of this work and i get to sit and relax i did work all day um so i'm not required to then make an additional sacrifice of a nap or cooking or spending time with my puppy or my my partner or calling a family or friend member, you know, to fill myself back up because I'm tired. So I think um, that's my, my little nugget for you all. So let's jump into or kind of back into the series of healing that we had started with. So take a break here. Okay. Um, yeah. Random, random thought. I am completely in love with the book. Just mercy, uh, has nothing to do with this conversation, (laughs) but, um, on my personal page, I've been telling people about this book because I, it shook me. Um, it is not just about the movie and Walter McMillan's story is huge, but it, it talked about, women and children and I was just floored that there was so much complexity around Brian Stevenson's work uh, particularly in the south uh, to address the mass incarceration of black and brown bodies of low um, income bodies just kind of filling up those cells and it just it just shook me so I that was a random thought but uh, (laughs) let's get into the series of healing Uh, last time we left off we talked about when we know it's time to heal and, and and making that that step, that first step of I want to take care of myself in a different way uh, to better myself um, and, and, and start that healing. We talked about the barriers, what causes us to not want to do these things, what gets dropped on us, our responsibilities and how that's endless, right? The endless things around that. And then lastly, um, when we're ready, but everything else isn't, right? The expectations, the responsibilities of our lives, of our future, um, what's current, what's in the past, um, the people um, that we have to be mindful of, all of that 
again, the nebulous of what is healing um, from trauma. And I wanted to um, add to the conversation, right, about a conversation called Let's Have That Conversation. (laughs) Um, How do we do that? I had a student come to me last, uh, this past fall in December, and they said, I want uh, to talk to my family about X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm ready. (laughs) What do you want to talk to them about? So we kind of worked through it. um, And then my question back to them after that was, why now? And then after that, it was, what is your expectation walking into this conversation? What is uh, your expectation of the response to the things that you're going to tell them? How are you preparing yourself for that negative or positive response? Um, And I think that shook them. They weren't necessarily thinking uh, thoroughly about having the conversation and what it means. It was just the fact of where they're sitting at. They had just recently started to realize that they didn't really like what was happening. And they were now realizing after stepping away and being away that part of the problem was what was happening at home. And I said, cool, cool. Okay. Um, that's That's the part and the point of leaving home is that you are now learning who you are outside of uh, what you grew in um, and, and what you grew up with. And you're starting to be able to see the challenges that come with you uh, being able to develop more relationships or, you know, dive into new things or, or whatever it could be. What exactly is inhibiting you? Um, and, and preventing you uh, based off the experiences you've had to really be a part of that stuff, whether, whether it's just trying to develop new friendships, um, trying to put yourself out there for new businesses, honey, right? <laughs> but again, I was like, all right, this is a good time to maybe talk to people because we're, we're indoors. It's the winter. Um, how do we start to think about it? So I will share my story because I think that that is helpful. Um, and what I learned about myself um, in the process of sharing with my loved ones about, um, you know, my experiences in life, my childhood trauma, my continued trauma um, with family. Um, and I would say that it, it at first, um, there was this process of how do I love them and hold them accountable to the boundaries that we set. And that that car crashed and burned. Like it literally was set ablaze. Um, and for me, I had to reflect on what was what was my part and my role in some of that. So something that I realized in my counseling session the other day was that I am still working on my confidence to name what has happened to me. Um, I've named it, right? That that was the first part of what what is my trauma? Um, what does it look like? What does it sound like? What does it smell like? What? How am I expressing it in, in different areas of my life? Now it's the confidence in saying it out loud um, and that vulnerability that comes with it. And so what ends up happening with me is that I'll say this harmed me in this way here is your role in that right of course it doesn't sound as robotic as i'm saying but um 
I noticed that I am waiting for that brick wall and because the brick wall is going to be there because I'm aware of my relationship and I'm aware of who they are and how they're going to receive things and how they receive things in the past that they don't receive it well and my initial response out of that is to be afraid and to dive back into the jasmine that was told her voice and and what she says and what she feels doesn't matter. And so because I dive back into that, instead of the freeze that used to happen, the fight is now present Um, because the confidence came from the fight. The fight came from the confidence, right? So I'm confident in naming it. It's there. And now that the response of it has happened, I am now wanting to fight for it. Um, Again, doesn't always end well. And so I told my counselor, my goal this year and however long it takes, right? If it's beyond a year, cool, I'm a work in progress. But it's to be confident in saying what I need to say, calling it out for what it is and not relying so heavily on the response that I get, right? Like, how do I make that happen? How do I understand um what that looks like and I know that my healing process is right where it needs to be because I I can hear myself tell myself that the negative things that I used to say to myself aren't true right so that that's where I am and so that's where the confidence is coming from is that I've built up that rapport that armor with myself of I know what has happened to me and it is not my fault. It is not my responsibility to have fixed it or have done something different because I was a child. Um, End of sentence, right? So that's just what I've realized with myself. I think the other piece of it um, for you all to realize and what I was getting to and alluding to before that was there's no roadmap on how to do this. Now, the challenge that I was talking to the person, my student with, was when is the best time to do it, right? Like a text message, eh, probably not. Uh, A Christmas function, eh, definitely not, I did that. Um, And so uh, really framing yourself to say, what exactly am I hoping to get out of saying these things? Um, And maybe I could have done something different of starting off with my expectations for what I want to come out of this conversation Um, and leading with that versus these things have happened. Um, Because what I've realized of other people is what I'm saying to them is not what they're hearing. So I'm saying to you, right, back to my story, that these things have happened to me. This is how it's impacting me. This is how I'm expressing that impact. And this is where I am in going to counseling, how I'm wanting to create better boundaries, those types of things. What they are hearing is I'm a bad parent, um, that I didn't do something right in keeping you safe. So it is my fault um, and that something happened to you and you were you felt uncomfortable telling me. And so now you're telling me now. Right. So um, I'm like, that's not what I said. (laughs) I said, I I appreciate you for thinking that, but that is not what I've said. And so what happens with that is I'm deemed a problem, right? Uh, The the force of something impacting um, and and making contact uh, versus it being something that 
we are going to heal and learn from as a as a um a, a loved um space and so again i would say if you are like i need to have this boundary conversation i need to have this you just stop doing this conversation i need to have this ultimatum conversation is maybe starting off with what exactly am I trying to get out of that? And talking to yourself first, um, kind of understanding what you plan to do if that's not the result, um, or if it is the result, uh, what is your what is your response being? Again, there's no real roadmap. You know your people way more, and if you don't, I think that that serves as a you may not need to have this conversation right now if you feel you don't know and the question is how do I heal without that um I can't tell you whether you can heal with or without that I know that I I feel that that is part of my process of um exposing it naming it and naming it with the people that are supposed to love me and and are closest to me so that they understand me better and that's my that that's my expectation for myself is that people within my space um, who need to know know right um, and we've created that 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 connection um, and and it's important and so understanding that folks may not be ready to hear what you have to say or maybe don't want to hear uh, and so that's that's what I've had to think through. Um, And so what have I done in spite of that, in spite of um, being able to get the apology, being able to have the conversation and get the response that I want? I first having to acknowledge that that conversation won't happen the way that I want it to um, and that I won't be allowed. I won't be allowed or am able to have that conversation the way that I want to. Um, And that's a hard hit, right? That's the first in my mind. That was my first um, realization that this isn't going to happen. Um, uh, and how do I cope and deal with that? And I think it was me having to acknowledge in these random moments of me cleaning or walking to my car or eating that I'm feeling that right now. Um, and I actually talk to myself out loud. I say, uh, okay, I feel like I wanna cry. Um, I'm crying, my desire of crying is uh, that I'm missing X, Y, and Z. I feel lost um, and that's normal, right? Um, that part of normal, my counselor taught me that when I first started going to her, I was like, why is she always uh, acknowledging and affirming me? And that used to frustrate me because I'm like, I know that I'm right. <laughs> I don't need you to tell me that. But after a while, I was like, wait a minute. That's not what I'm used to hearing is someone acknowledging and affirming me. And I'm like, is that what I want? And I had to kind of process that with her. And of course, I asked her, like, why do you affirm and acknowledge? She's like, I feel like you don't hear that enough. I'm like, I don't. I'm a black woman out in these streets. Like, I can't. <laughs> like, I'm like, you, you're probably right. Thank you. Um, and so the other piece of that is allowing myself to cry. And the more I cry, the better I feel, the less I cry. 
isn't that crazy? So I was crying, crying, crying. Like I was just like, just okay, let it out. I am feeling what I'm feeling and I'm just letting it pass through me like a wave. And sometimes that wave is like crashing and crashing and I'm just spiraling, right? Um, And I'm just letting myself spiral because guess what? I have not been able to spiral. I've had to be kept together at all times and emotions aren't a thing. You need to be strong, suck it up. And so recently, after getting all of that crying out, I feel like the moments where I want to cry, I'm acknowledging that I want to cry and I'm having a I'm having a, a deep conversation with myself about why I want to cry. And I'm like, why am I supposed to be crying right now? And I'm like, wait, I'm having a conversation with myself about why I'm crying. I feel lonely. I feel lost. I don't feel comfortable. And now I'm able to then move to what am I supposed to do with that? Nothing. Um, there's nothing I can do. It is not something I have to control. And so um, that goes to the next thing of like, what coping things have I done? And, and most of it has been in a glass of wine or taking a, a long bath or retail therapy, right? Retail therapy, uh, particularly online, because again, I'm in a rural place. There's only so many times you can go to Target. Uh, and so I was like, okay, if I'm going to eat, I'm going to find really fun things to eat um, that are going to fuel me, particularly when I'm having a hard time during the day. And so really diving into what protein looks like, how am I fueling and feeding myself and creating fullness so that I have energy because uh, I realized I was losing energy with crying. I'm, I'm tired. Um, and so how am I fueling myself back up? I think the piece is diving into community. And so when I experience that sense of loss with the people that I love, I'm now having to resort to building the community and the love that I want um, and am seeking. And so does that mean that I go to a random free bachata class that is on Facebook? Yeah, I'm gonna go do that. Does that mean that I join a doula membership network so that I don't feel alone in the work that I do. I do that, right? Does it mean that I start, you know, reading books and getting connected with people socially to read books together and developing community around that? I do that, right? When I think of my love for movies, inviting people, and even if people don't come, right? Because people are having their own lives. It's the source of reaching um, that is has been challenging for me because of my past and so me reaching is what's important me making that phone call sending that email investing in myself um, giving back to you all in this in this space of being Olivia all of that is reaching um, and it's not about people uh, responding to it from what I learned it's the fact of I'm putting myself out there and that is what is a, a new thing um I read a quote, it was saying something about um, how uh, storytelling, right, is is the fundamental process for women of color. The, uh, the fact of how we bond together is uh, super important. And so doing this is what feeds uh, my healing, right, of sharing a story because um 
I feel a lot of times we don't get to hear, particularly from family members, what has happened because we're now put in a situation that may have looked similar to someone in our family, but no one wants to say it. Uh, And we have not then processed what we learned from it. And so I am learning and sharing with you all. And I think that that is fundamental and and unique and rare uh, as a black woman living in a rural place, having to have all of these circumstances, experiences, it's deeply valuable that you hear them, uh, that you know what you're going through is normal. Um, and what uh, you are trying to work towards is brave, right? Um, you trying to better yourself, heal yourself, heal your community, break that generational curse is bravery. You are the hope of what your ancestors wanted, that this doesn't exist any further than you, that you are able to pass something um, new versus something that is weighed down. Um, And I think that's important for me to realize of that, that feeds me, um, what I can pass down that is going to make uh, a positive change on our generation and our community and our culture is what I desire to do. And so being a doula, creating Lotus Sisters, having this conversation is important. And so I think you have to think for yourself about what um, what is important for you and how have you named it? Um, what do you want that conversation to look like? Who do you want to start with? Um, and, and settle in a day or um, some at some point saying, hey, I want to make time to have this conversation um, and putting yourself out there, I think is important. So um, thank you all for listening. Again, um, let's have that conversation. I want to keep on this because I think things are happening um, and surfacing um, within our culture that we just kind of blaze over as a thing and it's normal when it's not. (laughs) So you're going to keep hearing me talk about let's have that conversation because I'm no longer going to sit here and, and sit quiet and pretend these conversations, these asinine conversations are happening. So with that being said, um, please like us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, J olive wellness, uh, check out our website. I haven't necessarily said this is my website cause I'm really trying to still build on it, but I wanted to put it out there so folks can start to connect with me. J olive um, but thank you. And I hope to see you next time on being Olivia.